0: part of the Press Play Podcast Network.
1: Hey, this is Chase Smith, founder and CEO of Press Play Podcast. You may have heard me on the Orange is Orange or Cleveland Browns podcast with Jeremy Powell, now wonderfully hosted by Holly Wetzel, Cavs on the Break NBA podcast with Sam Amico, or my own podcast, the Chase Smith Podcast. I wanted to take a few moments to talk to you about a brand new subscription-based podcast we're offering this football season, the Press Play Sports Podcast. This premium podcast feed will send all of the sports podcasts offered on the Press Play Podcast Network to one central feed. Yes, you can still follow and subscribe to all of our individual shows for free on every podcast platform. But if you wanted to consolidate your podcast feed and listen to them all in one location, The Press Play Sports Podcast is for you. I'm talking the Oranges and Orange Browns podcast with Holly Wetzel and Jeremy Powell. Red Guy and Rhoda, Sable Brothers on the Baseline, Cavs on the Break, the Dennis Maniloff Show, the Ball Card Show, the Premium Fantasy Podcast, a Swing in a Tribe MLB Podcast, and the Tim and Shipe Show, a college football podcast, all in one feed. All nine of our sports shows curated into one single podcast feed. Out the door, you're looking at $5.36 a month after tax. That's $5.36, just about the cost of a drink at Starbucks. And this is only offered on Apple Podcasts. You can't get this anywhere else. It's an Apple Podcast exclusive. Just go to the search bar and search Press Play Sports. It'll come up and you can subscribe from there. We're excited to offer this consolidated curated sports feed for you to enjoy. And as always, thank you so much for listening and your support.
2: This episode of the Orange is Oranger Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network, is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Align Health Center. Align Health Center is the first chiropractic biophysics clinic in Northern Ohio. The team at Aligned Health Center helps patients with back pain, neck pain, migraines, ADHD, digestive issues, sleep disturbance, whiplash, scoliosis, and much more. And along with chiropractic biophysics, Aligned Health Center is also the leading clinic in regenerative medicine, also known as stem cell injections. And listen, you don't have to be an NFL player to get it done or have this treatment. If you have low back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, or arthritis, check out the Regenerative Medicine Clinic at Aligned Health Center. Come in for a free consultation complete with imaging and x-rays to see how Aligned Health Center can help you. No multiple shots are needed and it's complete with physical therapy built into the process so there's no downtime. And look, it gets even better. Aligned Health Center doesn't charge people for x-rays or exams and they don't bill you later. They let you know right away the cost. They're upfront and transparent. They are number one for a reason. Call Aligned Health Center today at 440-385-7357 or visit their website at alignedhealthcenters.com to make an appointment and to learn more about how Aligned Health Center can help you. Again, that's 440-385-7357 or visit alignedhealthcenters.com.
1: 45, 40, run, William, run. run! He's got blockers in front, five, touchdown! Joshua Crimson He
2: snapped back,
1: ball down, can't block! block.
2: Block the kick! all right welcome everyone to the orange is orange cleveland browns podcast i'm holly wetzel joined by friend and browns insider mr jeremy powell <laughs> jeremy how are you doing tonight
0: fantastic how are you doing
2: oh just couldn't <laughs> be better you know
0: <laughs> i know you you were at the game as well
2: weren't you i was of all the oh, games so for me to fun. go to that i was it was a necessary for me and it was uh i was in a sweep so i can't complain like who am i but um the walk there and back was rather brutal i mean but football weather it was weird like weirdly like gritty and like i'm like oh this yeah. isn't too bad you know i mean it was oh it's you know, funny
0: it, i actually think all three we had those three games in a row last year remember i think it was the texans oh, the, the, Bears really bad and the raiders mm-hmm. yep all three of them were worse than yesterday so yesterday oh. was not it wasn't that bad i actually find it hard to believe that it really affected the players all that much. You know, there was some drizzle. The wind wasn't bad at all. It wasn't. There was, no, Mm-mm. there was some slight wind, but could have been a lot worse than that. I think. I mean, the, sure. the the play on the field was worse than the weather. I'd say, I'd, uh, is that a hot is that a hot take? Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, the play on the field was worse. Oh, than the weather, is it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: so let's 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 start yeah, let's because go. Jeremy, I I feel like I'm Again, it was another week where I'm like, okay, I don't want to start this. And I I've been listening to some local radio and reading different articles and just kind of getting a feel after what happened last week, Baker's press conference, him not showing up the whole thing. And I thought, you know, the one thing I'm going to try and stress, and even for myself, and I think for everyone is just to relax. I think everyone just needs to take a chill Baker included myself, all Browns fans, to just relax here for a second, because, and I know that's a lot easier said than done because we don't know what that's like and we panic, but I will say, and also because, you know, we're in a society where you, you must pick a side on everything. And we've talked about that before and there's no yes. middle of the road and, or seen both sides and points. It's one extreme or the other. And the middle ground opinion has become basically obsolete. And yet the far end of each argument is the most centralized because of the effects of it. So, and of course, football, Professional football is not removed from that. So, And we are on this ridiculous roller coaster of is Baker Mayfield the one? Does he have it? And instead of sitting down and considering everything that factors into being the best QB in the league, hearing both sides, looking at stats, looking at his health physically and mentally, we can say, you know what, we still don't know. And we still don't know if he deserves that big contract. We don't. We're, we're confident in what we saw last year at the end of 2018, his rookie year, the glimmers of hope that we've seen before the injuries and despite them basically. And in the reality too, is that we may not find out until maybe the end of the season, maybe not till next year. Is it ideal? No. Are we allowed to be angry? Yes, of course. Are we allowed to criticize? Yes, we are. Are We're allowed to probably boo once in a while. Yes, we are. And I believe Jeremy most are in our camp of where you and I fall on this of, of that middle ground, we just hear both ends because they're so ridiculous. And that's what gets right. sensationalized. But now what's concerning to me though is where there's smoke, there's fire when it comes to Baker and the Browns relationship. And yep. this whole Baker saga has been bubbling for a while. But then look what happened with OBJ. We heard rumors, we heard the media were making up headlines and all this shit, and then and that that it's not true, and then shit hit the fan. So, but Baker, I think, took an extra step this week and so did his wife, quite frankly. Um, He pit himself against one of the most loyal fan bases in this league, saying that you don't care, dodging your duties to speak to the media after the game, leaving the field before the game ends, basically pouting, like going to your room as a kid and slamming the door, like it's immaturity, it's disrespectful to your team, the fans, the organization, and you won. You won, and you still acted that exactly. way. And if he was having any mental issues, or he was physically hurt, or whatever it was, we understand that. But he didn't shake hands after the game. He ran off the field. He took his helmet off. He put his beanie on, and he and he left. He did zero favors by skipping that and railroading the press conference the next day to poor Tom Withers, who was just asking a very,
1: <laughs> very right.
2: solid question of you: Hold yourself accountable. You know, you, you didn't come to do your press conference afterwards, and. He pushed that pedal full speed over the fan base and the media who are they're all there to do their jobs like he is. The media doesn't work for the Browns or Baker. They work for their respective companies. They have a job to do as he does. They show up. And do you think they actually want to ask those questions? No, they don't want that. And no. you don't want the media on your on your bad side. So all of this, Jeremy, summing up here. All the things we love about him, again, are the things we hate about him. And sooner or later, I'm afraid that the latter is taking over. And as much as I'm trying to force myself to relax and be patient, let each week play out, it is incredibly hard after this weekend. And how can I not question what's going on with him and the Browns? And the iceberg is far enough away to dodge, but we are inching closer to it. So after my rant, where are we at? Because where the Jason Lloyd, again, I'm going to quote one of his articles this week. He said, that's where we're at with this Brown season. Not even the wins can be fully celebrated.
0: Yeah. And you nailed it. You know, I was going to say the things we love about Baker also things we hate about Baker. And that was exactly it. That was kind of his rogue thing after the game, not to talk to the media. Here's the thing that bothered me the most about it. Not just that he didn't go to his media availability, not that he didn't shake hands. It said it seemed like he resented the fact that Chubb, they were chanting for Chubb and booing him. Right. It seems like that really bothered him that, you know, Chubb was getting the love from the fans and he was getting booed and you know what he yeah. should have done. He should have just went to the press conference and said, look, I played like shit. Thank goodness. Nick Chubb bailed me out. And then he looks like, absolutely. a absolutely. He looks like, uh, you know, the leader. That's what he looks like. It does not look, it never, I don't care what he says. And, you know, I thought he acted like an ass in the press conference too, like three different times on questions. He's like, Oh no, yes. I didn't, I didn't dodge, you know, response. My, 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 uh, my accountabilities to my teammates. No, that's not true. That's not all your accountabilities to you should have stu- right. went to the press conference, said that owned it and left. And this would be over right now. We wouldn't even be talking about it.
2: Hundred percent. You know,
0: that's yes. what he, that's what he should have. But then again, now we have another stupid little thing. We have to talk about another stupid little distraction for the team. Yeah. The the victory sucked, but you know what? I, lo- I like ugly wins. Muck it up, get ugly. That's what we do. Well, we're ugly. We run the ball. Well, we do stuff like that. Well, you know, winning an ugly game is fine, but he made it you know, he made it really ugly by the way he acted and it's just got to stop. I don't know if it's the, it's got the pressure. And then him, have you ever seen anybody that has rabbit ears more than him and Emily? my goodness, every little thing. And for I know she just shared that post, but the last line of that post saying that all the rest of the team needs to be as tough as Baker. It's like, give me a break. And you know what? We might think it's me and you looking at that is, you know, Got people in our 30s and 40s. It's like, eh, you know, no big deal. But when you got 24, 25-year-old kids that he plays with saying, What? Baker's saying I'm not tough? His wife's saying I'm not tough. You could easily see how that could explode in the locker room. Oh, even oh, yeah. Just sh- How, do you, just right. yeah. how yeah. do you not read
2: what you're gonna repost? Right. Yeah. How do you not read what you're gonna post? That was That's the thing. Like, oh, she, I,
0: I saw some people defending her saying, Oh, she just reposts everything, someone tags her. No, that I don't buy that for a second. You know, she no. you know, it's just it was dumb. It's it's and there, and like you said, there's gotta be who Knows what's going on behind the scenes over there? Did you see Baker at all in Stefanski's post game videos? They shared I didn't see Baker in there, I didn't see Baker no. when they were talking about which him. was
2: such a weird, employee weird release, number. too. Yeah,
0: that was almost like, Oh, look, everything's fine in the locker room, let us release these videos, right? Right, and with employee 24, which I do like the employee 24 thing, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. and then even today, there's only you know, generally, it seems like there's more Browns at that event. Um, I think there was Chubb and Hunt and Mm-hmm. You know, uh, have you ever been to
2: it? No, I was supposed to go today, actually. Uh, and um, <laughs> COVID just yeah. ruining lives was, yeah. every day. So, but it was so, only, a hand, um, only
0: a handful of them there. I don't know if that is to do with Baker or not. Who knows? But it's well, just... A lot of the
2: players, too, were over at the, I believe, the Cleveland, the Greater Cleveland Food Bank oh, okay. today, too. I think know. that was today. So, yeah. And, 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 um, so and, and, they and might of, course, duties, and of but...
0: course, we commend Baker on all he does for the community. No one's questioning any of that. Like we've talked about before, no one's questioning that he's tough. We all know that he's tough. We all know, you know, the the, the qualities that Baker possesses that we all love. But uh, it, at some point, it's just he's got to grow up a little bit and he's got to get it done on the field. This can't continue. Look, yeah, I mean, you can't blame. Like we, we've talked about ad nauseum for five weeks now. Can't blame the injuries. I heard a couple people today, maybe even Rizzo, saying you got you to take into account the injuries. No, I don't think you do. And at this point, you mm-hmm. don't you know that the the ball he airmailed to Jarvis and Jarvis was wide open that's just a bad throw and if yeah. and if that throw was caused by his shoulder being hurt then he should not be in the game period right and oh, yeah. I, and it's got i don't know if it's kevin stepanski i don't know if it's andrew berry i don't know if it's jimmy has i don't know if it's the medical staff at some point it can't be up to baker somebody has to step in and say look I, I just don't buy Baker at seventy five percent is better than Case Keenum at one hundred percent. I don't buy it. Are you trying? Not for, can you the, tell De-
2: me, not for the Detroit I mean, Lions you, game. Are you the the backup tell quarterback? me
0: that, I even heard maybe a couple beat reporter guys. Well, it's got to be about the contract. It's not even. I don't believe it's about the contract. I don't believe it's about the money. Baker's already made enough money for two lifetimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I, I, just, I just don't understand it. I don't understand why you trot him out there when you have the Ravens game coming up this week. Then a buy, you know, just let him sit, get a couple weeks off, play the Ravens game, then get another week off. You know, hundred percent. I, yes. I don't. I don't get it. I don't, I just don't get get it either. And
2: that's, and that's, I'm glad you went to the injury because I wanted to go to that next because yeah, the question is, is an injured Baker better than a healthy case? And it's a million dollar question, Jeremy, literally. And I can see that in certain games or situations, it may make sense, but it made none like we talked about on Sunday with shitty weather and a shitty Lions team. And yeah, Baker looked awful. And you can't tell me that Baker hurt like this is the best way to win. I can't wrap my head around an injured million dollar man. Is the risk really worth the reward here? That's what they have to be asking themselves. And I don't know how it can be. He finished 15 of 29 for 176 yards, a touchdown and two terrible receptions. And we went scoreless in the second half. We nearly blew it. I mean, we are lucky we won that game, and I know that's why he was pissed, and he should be pissed, and I totally understand that, but his anger and resentment is being positioned and almost um projected on the fans um any all of his all the people that are in his ear, not not maybe literally in his ear, but all of the national hosts everyone i mean it was he took this opportunity to. What he did that with the press conference is what I'm getting to. I just, it was so unprofessional, and, you know, then I think to myself, okay, back to the injuries. What was the Cincinnati game? What was that? Because he he played great, right? They scored over, they scored forty one points. So,
0: so is he more hurt now?
2: I, but that's when I, I don't think so. There no. hasn't been anything that came out that he hurt himself. What he hurt is possible, like. What is, was his toe or his foot or something, or his yeah. knee? He's got a heel, I mean, he's got
0: a knee, he's got all this stuff going on. So it, it right. brings it, it's, it's all full circle. It's full circle, though. It's back to, if you're not, if it's help, if you're injured enough for it to be an excuse, you shouldn't be playing with a $6 million backup quarterback, the second highest paid backup quarterback in the league, should be playing if you're so hurt that it's affecting your play, period. I don't understand. And I heard Rizzo, well, talk, yes. I heard Rizzo talking about this today. said he's covered teams where the... The GM's made the decisions, coverage with the owners. Made, well, I want to know. I want to know. And I know that uh, – I don't know if you – I think I – think, uh, no, Grossi. Grossi asked the fans asked about that. it. And mm-hmm. he was – it was a one-word answer. So you could tell he was pissed. He didn't <laughs> want – you know. It, it, actually, what, what Grossi – I'm sorry. What Grossi asked him was, did you ever think about pulling him from the game? And all he said was No. And that was it. But I just want someone Mm -hmm. to ask him straight up who makes the decision. I hope, I'm sure he'll give, he'll he'll talk for, you know, 30 seconds without saying anything. He'll talk about the medical staff and he will talk about an organizational decision and how everybody weighs in and all that stuff. But if it's, if they're leaving it up to Baker, like Baker has made it sound a couple of times, that's just, to me, that's dysfunction.
2: Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And he's, well, 100%. And he said um, today, too, he said, I do expect to be in better condition than I have in previous weeks. And I literally had to read that like a couple of times. Like Baker said that? No, <laughs> so,
0: there's no way. So how, that? how, how does he expect that? Like what's well, going on? How?
2: <laughs> right. So it's, it's a weird, like there's so many ways you can look at this. You can oh, look at it man. as is Baker basically pushing them that he wants to play and he's fine and he's fine. And Stefansky's trying to, you know, be respectful of the fact that yes, he's the quarterback and he's trust him and whatever that he's going to go try and go out and win the game. Right. The Cincinnati game was a a little bit of a bright spot, but then you you see this or is it. He's going to keep letting him play and play like shit and then see where we end up at this year. And that's, that's when I, when I, to go back to when I was saying we need to relax, because I do think that a lot of these things are going to play out. And I am so guilty myself of kind of jumping to conclusions, but, and as much I want to continue to tell myself to be patient with all this, it's hard when Baker's not doing himself any favors throughout the entire thing. And, and again, it makes me nervous that there's possible turmoil. Um, Skip Bayless was talking today about how he has someone in Brown's organization that he's very close with, that they're, they would be ready to move on from him. I don't know what's true. Well, look, and Mary and Kay, that's a national Mary, show. And,
0: and Mary Kay's article this week, where that maybe Baker doesn't want to be here. I mean, somebody had to put a, a birdie in her ear, right? Had, she didn't just make that up out of thin air. And it goes all the way back. This is funny because I don't know if we talked about it on here. Maybe we have when we had Hugh Jackson on uh, after last season, and he straight told us on there that he didn't think this is the right offense for Baker, that this he wouldn't thrive in it, that Baker needs to be spread it out and pistol or shotgun every play and wing it around and all that stuff. And we laughed at him and mm-hmm. said, sour grapes, haha. Maybe he's right, and maybe Baker knows that this isn't the offense isn't right for him. Maybe Baker does want to get out. And maybe it's mutual. This the, the contractual stuff. Why maybe why we've never heard anything is maybe there is some mutual dissatisfaction going on right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe and maybe we will move on. But we got to see. Look, the Browns now. I don't know if you saw today. They move that Raiders game to national TV. It's going to be a Saturday game at four thirty.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, and so yeah. for,
0: this is great. Four of the last six Browns games are on national TV. Okay, four of the last six games are on national TV. Uh, so you know why, don't you know? They added that one because it's going to be great for a TV either way. We're going to crash and burn and it's going to be an absolute dumpster fire, which people love to watch, or we will go on a run and it'll take us into the playoffs, right? Either way, right. it's compelling yep. TV. The Browns are, oh, as mm-hmm. always, as we talk about forever, somehow the Browns always end up in the limelight, whether good or bad, because it's like right. that dysfunctional dumpster fire that everyone wants to watch, or it's the comeback story from the dysfunctional dumpster fire which people also like to watch so we're yes. like must see tv no matter what so when i saw the day the that they made that the na- a national game i was like i'm not even surprised because it's it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those two is going to happen it's either going to be up oh, this whole thing that was supposed to be the super team that everyone said before the year had the best roster in the game and the most talented roster and they're falling apart or we come back from it so either way it's it's going to be interesting, but it's just so funny how we just can't, we never get out of the, I mean, you don't hear shit about the Jaguars, you know, generally, or you know, all these other teams that are like middling teams that just aren't that good. You don't hear anything about them. rounds are always front and center. It's crazy.
2: Always. Well, and like you said, he's very, he's a polarizing figure. And no doubt. at the end of the day, we, he has the most important position on the field.
0: Most Hands most, imp- most there's, important there's... position in sport, and it's funny. I don't know if you saw. I posted around it yesterday, Holly. I said I was watching that game last night and saw how horrible Danny Dimes is. Right? I mean, Daniel Jones just awful, just awful quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Like Eli was like, disg- I watched the Manning cast which was so <laughs> phenomenal. I can't, I cannot get enough of the Monday Night yeah, Manningcast. It's so I'm, good. I'm with you. It's so good, and uh, and uh, he was so disgusted by his quarterback play. But the thought came to my mind: Isn't it incredible? In a country of 350 million people, we can't find 30 guys that can play the position of quarterback. All these people, we can't find 30 individuals that can play a competent quarterback at a consistent level. That just tells you how incredibly tough it is to play quarterback in the NFL when there's only like what 13 or 14 guys that do it and do it well. And that's why you see guys like Brady playing until they're 44, and Rogers playing until they're 38. Because when you find someone that can do it, you better hang on to them because they're just they just yeah. don't exist. So that's that, and we can take that all the way back around and say, well, if Baker can play, we better not let him go because we may not find anybody else that can play for the next decade. So,
2: well, that's, and that's, what's really hard. And I think that's why when I say, I let's just be patient because I do think it's going to play out the way that it should. And there's, there's no reason to be jumping to conclusions on a lot of things. There's always going to be rumblings and it's okay. There's of course why wouldn't there be rumblings and issues, Jeremy? They're they're six and five, barely won last week. Yeah, we, Landry's dropping hints at his charity games that he doesn't get the ball enough. Yeah. Obj drama. All of this stuff. It that's all real, but that's I don't want it. It's not normal, but it's not. It's not common but it's not uncommon yeah this is this is what happens and especially the better you are the more heat you get yeah. and people are passionate about him and what he does because he's a passionate person himself right and on top of that people care when they stop showing up and stop getting angry about stuff is when exactly. you really have to start worrying and right. it's being like you know what that and it's a battle that he is never going to win for sure mm-hmm. and he has to understand at this point, four years in, that this is what comes with the job. It doesn't always make it right. It doesn't always make it smooth, but this is what comes with the job. He has to be able to handle it, mentally handle it. And he, if he can't, he needs to figure out a way to do that,
1: doing oh, your job. And that
2: is, that is a hundred percent trying to be accountable and, and, and doing your job. And if he has a problem, or whatever it is, then he can, he needs, and he needs to get the help. He has the most resources on this planet to help him get through whatever he needs to get through. And if he's not, if he can get out of his own way, he's going to end up hurting himself big time. We're going to be screwed. It's the, the egg is starting to crack a little bit and I don't want it to crack completely, but we're, we're on that path. And it's, but I do think that as it does, if it does, that's, that is what's supposed to happen. I don't, I do think it's going to play out the way that it really should. And I, 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 again, I think you and I represent the middle ground of right. what most people think.
0: Well, if you look at and if you look at this rationally, like we're just saying, so there's not who, I mean, who are you going to get out there unless outside of luring in Aaron Rodgers for a three-year run or trading for Russ. I mean, he's going to be the quarterback next year. You're not gonna there's no one in this draft. This draft is not a quarterback heavy draft, even at the very top, you're not going to get yeah. anybody in this draft that is going to be a franchise changer. There's unless you can, like you said, outside of Russ and Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, who knows what his status is. I mean, outside of those guys, there's nobody else. There's nobody else that can play. So he's probably going to be your quarterback again next year. I'm sure they'll find a way to mend it and get him, you know, even if they're just using each other for one year for him to try to get the contract or to find his next job, you know, either way, he's probably going to be the quarterback. So I guess the best thing is ride it out, see how he plays, and hopefully he stays healthy next year and everything stays right around him and we win. But it's com- it is com- it's so much more complicated and more nuanced than we tend to make it out to be as fans, right? I and mean, there's so much more that goes into right this whole discussion than that. I but mean, but I mean you're well, stuff.
2: If right and he I, and and why why can't it just be that he's hurt? We gotta play case for a couple of weeks. And we may not make the playoffs this year. Look, and if we didn't win that game. get his surgery that he needs yep. to, and we can come back again strong next year. Why can't it just be that? Why can't it? Why does it have to be um, Baker playing hurt, proving whatever the hell he thinks he needs to prove, causing all these issues internally? Now our, our season's going to be up in flames because we don't know who to blame. And it, it's, it's why? Why can't it just be that he got hurt, he shouldn't play, Case tried to carry us. He couldn't do the job because he is a backup quarterback, and we got to go back to the drawing board next year and and assess. Yeah.
0: That, keep and, going. Even, and you could even break that down just to this week. If they just would have played Case Keenan this week and yeah. we would have won this exact same game, we'd be so much more um, enthusiastic about this game coming up because we said, well, Baker didn't play. got a chance to get healthy. We still got to win. You know, all these things. So, mm-hmm. you know, even if we just break it down to, like, the micro there, it, w- it just seems like it made so much more sense to play Case Keenum this week. But, yeah, going forward, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And then, who knows, you know, Which Baker, we've talked about it before. One thing, when his back's all the way against the wall, he does seem to play better. And we're on, you know, we are, yeah, we're on national TV this week. The Browns have actually played pretty well on national TV, uh, the, the primetime games. So, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we go out there and we'll probably have Kareem Hunt back. Actually, it sounded to me like yes, cream supposed play. To. cream. Mm-hmm. I saw cream, uh, Mary Kay interviewed cream today uh, down at, uh, at the, uh, the town hall at the, what was it called? Mm-hmm. What was it event called? I can't feed remember. the need, feed the need. Yes. Feed the need. And mm-hmm. he, he, you can tell that boy, he's ready to play some football. He 100% yeah. wants to play. I think he'll play. And there's a good chance Jack Conklin's back. So you could, offense could be at as close to full strength as we're going to get, um, this week. So kind of right. the last stand, well, see what happens.
2: Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, take a break after this long, this long, <laughs> long segment. Sorry, right. Eli, to our producer. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that was long. So we will, we'll take a break. I tried to take a break earlier, but I was already uh, fired up too. Me and um, People like we'll, it. Uh, we'll go to Baltimore. <laughs> we'll be right back.
0: Looking for new insights on the Cleveland sports scene with a unique side of Cleveland sports history. Then you found the perfect podcast. I'm John Sable. And I'm Scott Sable, and we're hosts of the Sable Brothers on the Baseline podcast, a podcast about Cleveland sports, but not your typical podcast about the land's sports teams. Join us as we embark on a journey of sharing a unique and historical side of Cleveland sports history with the help of some former Cleveland sports stars and other historical figures. All right here on the Sable Brothers on the Baseline podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network.
2: For the Dennis Maniloff
1: show, I'll tap into my 40 plus years of following Cleveland sports and 30 plus years of writing and talking about them so as to bring you informed opinions and analysis of your favorite players and teams. I also will monitor the national sports scene, and when warranted, step out of the toy department and into the real world. And I'll always be on the lookout for special guests. By all means, join us.
0: Hey, it's JD from the Hyman Podcast. I created this podcast to have
2: hard conversations. Conversations that make us human but are also wildly uncomfortable. Conversations that help give voice to the voiceless and to the marginalized.
0: Now you can listen to the entire first season on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Consider this your personal invitation to join the conversation.
1: Hey, everybody, I'm Gary. And I'm Jason opening cards as a kid no matter what was in the pack you always had that stick of chewing gum well it turns out gary and i opened up a box of 86 tops last year and let me tell you the chewing gum does not age well join us on the ball card show the sports podcast for the sports collector
0: This is Mike Voorhees, co-host of the Swingin' a Tribe MLB podcast. If you love Cleveland Indians baseball, then this is the pod for you. We've got you covered each week as we talk about all the games, breaking news, trades, the roster, all things tribe. You're gonna love it. Go tribe. Hey, it's tito host of the Premier fantasy podcast get all the news and analysis you need to dominate your fantasy league i've been doing this as long as anybody in the business i can help give you the edge in your leagues it's the Premier fantasy podcast part of the press play podcast network
1: want to hear more about your favorite tv shows and movies that are on countless streaming services then listen to up next with your new favorite hosts me kristin aviles and me christina walter Every other week, we'll highlight one genre, but two movies or TV shows, one old and one new. We'll let you know what's hot and what's not from your favorite or least favorite streaming services.
2: And be sure to stay tuned to the end of each episode where we shout out an artist whose name you should know for their talent in the industry.
1: So follow us to stay up to date with your favorite hosts from Up Next,
2: a part of the Press Play Podcast Network. All right, we are back on the Orges Cleveland Browns podcast. I'm Holly Wetzel, joined, of course, with Mr. Jeremy Powell. We just went on our long Baker rant of, of where the, the latest episode and, and the days of our lives of Baker Mayfield and the Browns. So um, let's look to Baltimore. Jeremy already gave me a nice teaser. Um, Baltimore in Baltimore, Sunday night. Yes, national television big game for us. I feel like we keep saying that every week, but this one really is a huge one for us. And I am nervous and I have already now betrayed my relaxed thing because I am, (laughs) I am not relaxed about Sunday (laughs) and we came out against Detroit with a prayer and, you know, I don't want to give up hope and I'm, yes, I'm pumped about, you know, and Conklin pretty much probably coming back Man, did we miss Kareem? Um, yeah. And JOK will be back too. I know he got hurt um, in the Detroit game, but and, uh, and here's some breaking news like for you fine. too.
0: I, I was checking the, the the two deep. He actually is not listed as the starter on the depth chart, which he had not been. Mac Wilson had been the starter, so he is listed oh. in front of Mac Wilson That's the depth chart that was released today. So I'm not I mad about of, that. I know a lot of times they say, "Oh, that's just filled out." Nah, I think it. Is. I think that there's something to it. I think that. They're, you know, saying, look, this, he's, he's the starter now. That's, that's what it is. So
2: Mac hasn't been trying to do anything to keep his job. No, no, no. Mac
0: has, Mac has been, and I don't want to say a disappointment, but he's just, he's just a guy, right? What's the thing? He's a Jag, just a guy. That's just, that's just kind of what he is. So, yeah. And then, and, you know, this is a week you can't use the injury as an excuse because there is nobody in the NFL that has been through more than the Ravens have this year. I mean, it is. When you go through their depth chart and roster, it is absolutely incredible. I mean, they won this week with Tyler Huntley. Did you see that coming, Tyler Huntley on the road, going down on a? After, I was I, so pissed after I was so through that. that I, you probably did the same as me. I checked the score. Remember, they showed it up on the big board. They showed uh, Andy Dalton hitting the fourth down, fifty-yard touchdown. Rashard Higgins was actually down on the field, fist pumping. You know, with a minute thirty left, right, and then Tyler Huntley. Takes them right down the field and they score with twenty seconds left because the Ravens—that's just what the Ravens do. They beat bad yeah, teams and in close games, teams,
2: right? They but beat, thats yeah, good teams. It's
0: it's a culture thing. I think I posted that too. It's like it's like the I, I actually posted this and then I deleted it when the Steelers lost when they ended up losing the game. I posted that uh, the Ravens and the Steelers win so many games that look lucky. And, the, and they have no business winning, the Browns lose so many games, they have no busy losing, and the difference is the winning culture, right? It's a culture thing. You know, they just know how to win. We're not quite there yet. We had one year. It takes a few years to build something like that. But it's just like this, right. the, the the Ravens, there's been at least three games this year that they had absolutely no business winning that they won, and that's because right. they know how to win. But to win that game with no Lamar Jackson, no Marquise Brown, you know, Devin Dunavene and all these guys playing re- the skill positions. You've never even yeah. heard of, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's 85% of their offense. He literally is by far the largest percentage of a team's offense of anybody in the league. And they win without on mm-hmm. the road in yes. the NFL. I mean, can't right. I, And that's I,
2: any given Sunday, right? right? That's any given Sunday. Which yeah, I think this is, is even so more than any given Sunday.
0: This is more than uh, this that that win was more than that one's more than next man up when you have a quarterback who's never started a game in the NFL replacing a guy who's 85 percent of his all, and you still win the game with the defense. that's beat the shit. I just it's, it's it's uncanny. And I I hate John Harbaugh. Nobody whines more on the side than him. It's like get his oh, face yeah. out of here. He is the biggest whiner. rides the rest more than anybody in the league. But man, mm-hmm. he must be one hell of a coach. And you can tell his players all respect him and love him. You've never, I've never heard a negative thing come out of there about him and they just find ways to win games. They're never horrible. Just every year you think there's no. going to be the year that they're horrible. They're just never horrible.
2: And they're not, I know. And and, then, and I know the bronze look, the bronze are on their way for that. And I think that again, there's, there's so much, I, I again, I, I go back to, I, I just think, why can't that just be what it is and we can't keep trying to build on what we have and there's, are signing guys here slowly, which is great. Um, I think it's a perfect plan because at the end of the day, when it comes to Baker, we'll know where he, where we stand with him and he's yeah. either going to take what he, we give him if we do, or he's not, and he's going to move on. And no one's again, I don't want him gone. Someone, because I criticize him, people just assume they're like, why do you, you this guy asked me three different times. Like, why don't you, why do you answer me Why you hate Baker? I was like, I don't hate Baker. When did I ever say I hate him? I don't hate him. I don't like what he does sometimes. I don't like the way that he acts right. sometimes. I would hate to be married to him. Sorry, I would. <laughs> because he would probably want to win every argument. And guess what? It's
0: not how it works all the time.
2: Exactly. So happy wife, happy life, right?
0: I, um, I, I have a... Uh... <laughs> I have uh, I have adopted the philosophy that it's easy, you know, apologize. Just apologize. Even if you don't know your hey, it's my fault. My bad, my bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> and so a lot just, of the It's sometimes it's yeah. sometimes as a leader. You have to do that. Though sometimes as a leader, even as a of a marriage organ organization, there had to be times where you have to take accept blame for something that may not be your fault for yes. things to go well. In and that's that role, just, he
2: has to. Exactly.
0: <laughs> he could have just like we talked about earlier, just step up and say, you know what, that's on me. That one's on mm-hmm. me. That one's on me, and move on. So,
2: and Stefanski at least does that. We may we may make yeah. fun of him on that front, but he does at least say every week, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, "You know, we gotta I gotta be better, better. I gotta be better." better. He's but a cliche Yeah, yeah, it is. Though you're right, it
2: is. But it's a and leader. It's a, it's a leader mentality, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that Baker isn't a leader and and and, and a, a force in that locker room and on the field and everything, but that pouty type is action is just not. It's not good here and no. it just sets the wrong message across the board and it keeps flames to the fire of all these rumors. So, yeah. Hey, Baker needs to relax too. We all need to relax a little bit. Let's see how this season plays out Sunday or yeah. Sunday night is, is, is yet another big one. And yeah, maybe we'll see him break out, but at, we are yeah. going to have to come, have a come to Jesus moment on
0: well, where least, he stands. At least with that, we can send out the bat signal with his injury this weekend. Another, uh, as Baker has always played well uh, against the Bengals, Nick Chubb, some of his best games of his career come against the Ravens. So there's another, you know, we're trying to find these silver linings every week before we go into some of these games and where can we hang our hope or hats or whatever this week. And I think we can hang it on the fact that Nick Chubb, and he'll probably have his sidekick back, and Nick Chubb has had some incredible games against the Ravens. Mm -hmm. So maybe that, and you know, and it's... and. Like we said, it's we none of, neither of us expected us to go into Cincinnati and beat down Cincinnati, right? None of no. us expected that to happen, not like that. Um, and then, of course, we lose Nick Chubb going into the Patriots game, get smoked by the Patriots, come back, win a close one. Who knows? Like you said, and it's, mm-hmm. it's back to the, and that's the one line that uh, Kevin Stefanski uses all the time that I love is, "It's not a marathon; it's seventeen sprints." You know, because each week takes on, mm-hmm. it's a, each game is its own thing, unique individual entity and and yep. you know so and and like i started to talk about at the beginning the ravens if you look right now it's their depth chart is covered in red we won't know for a couple of days yet who all is playing and who's not but i mean calais campbell's beat up brandon williams is beat up marquise brown right. mar jackson i mean it is they are a beaten up football team so yep and they're one of the worst defenses in the league currently you know which is funny to say about the ravens but partially mm-hmm. it's because they're so beat up and uh so who knows? We I, I tell you right now, we can go in there and run the ball on. We can definitely go in and run the ball and move. Well, we all know long. that, but will we stick to it? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a big but, question. And that's I heard uh, I heard some people that I have respect for, you know, that I like Gerard Cherry that I know no ball saying stuff about you know, and even they, and Nathan and Well, teams are fate, you know, ain't stacking eight and stack nine the box, and we're still averaging six yards a carry. What does that tell you? Yes, I watched me and I was up to the game for my dad, we counted. The Lions are playing eight and nine in the box all the time. And we still, and Nick Chubb still averaged six yards a carry. I mean, what does that say? You know, and, 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 and I know the Browns run it as much as anybody, but doesn't it still feel like there's more yards to get on the ground in those games?
2: Well, we I, abandon it so quickly. And, and,
0: and, and Nathan Zagaro will be the first one, you know, because he's sort of like Baghdad Bob for the Browns. And I love Nathan. He's been on three times, but he will always find the positive mm-hmm. spin, you know. And he will point out that the Browns already run the ball as much as anybody in the league. But when they're doing it that well, when you're getting six yards of carry, you throw Dearness Johnson and he's getting five yards of carry. You know, when you run it that well, maybe it's time to just think about, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Obviously Stefanski's forgotten more football than I will never, ever know. But the fact that they just, it's its so uncanny, their ability to run the ball. And you see Wyatt Teller tossing guys around like ragdolls all over and Joel Batonio. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's like when personnel meets scheme with that running game that, and meets coaching, it's just, I try to explain, the, like, my son is like, how are the Browns so good? I mean, these guys are pros and excellent, too. How are they so good at it? It's scheme plus players plus coaching equals uh, effectiveness. And then just right now, the Browns, especially with the run game, have the perfect mix of, you know, linemen, running back, coach with Bill Callahan that it just has all came together in a magical kind of way. And how do you know how far to ride that? How, you know what I mean? I know you have to throw the ball, but I don't know. Big, big long discussion for another day, but
2: yeah. Yes. Yeah. so there's, Oh, and that day will come next week, Jeremy. So <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about know, it. Next week.
0: I would just hope the Browns brought it, just run it all over. Let well, so me What's your uh, prediction? I, I need your prediction. I think the Browns, uh, It's so tough because of the not knowing yet who all is playing and who all is not and this weird illness of Lamar Jackson that's apparently not COVID, but is making him so sick he can barely walk. Um, So I guess a lot lot of factors go into it. I'm going to say the Browns are going to pull it. I'm going to say they're going to shock the world. They're going to come out on Sunday night. They're going to run it all over, and Baker's going to make just enough plays. I'm going to say Browns 28, Ravens 24 and we push it along for one more week, we get to buy and then we get to see the Ravens again at home and see what happens in this little and you know Stefanski in the weird in his weird little locker room post game sequence of the Browns throughout. He did say, you know, his his message obviously was that we have a two game series with the division champs. So that's what he's preaching mm-hmm. to the team that you know, this is our shot right here, these two games. So I like that. I like the uh ur- sense of urgency with it.
2: Good yeah. We, yeah well we need it yeah. all hands on deck here so yeah I'm gonna say um I, I am not as um optimistic as yeah. you with our play against um the Ravens and not being able to beat them I mean when is the last time we beat the Ravens by the way
0: uh we beat them there let's see three years ago was the game when Nick Chubb had the monster game with the three touchdowns we blew them out oh, there okay and then last year we you're right but we, we never lost. beat him with Baker. No, Baker did beat them. Baker beat them. Baker did beat them. Oh, was that an 18? Oh, an 18. Okay. That was the three touchdown. That was, no, that was Freddie. That was with Freddie. It was there. It was uh, the beginning of the early in the season road game. Uh, Nick Chubb had like 170 yards rushing at that 75 yarder to still, it. it was a three, it was three touchdown day for him. And we blew him out. I think it was 41, 24 was the final. And that's the, Mm. and then last year, obviously the home game, which was an epic, which is a, That was an amazing game. Baker played, you know, his ass off that game. Yeah. And uh, if it wasn't, it was like a one play call. Kevin Spancy said it was actually on him. There was a play call where he threw that pick. If he wouldn't have thrown that pick. And then obviously Lamar comes (laughs) running out of the bathroom.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) That was the most wild thing.
0: My wife was watching at home. I was at the game. My wife was watching. it. I was like, it was the craziest thing to watch, man. He just comes. Running out of the bathroom and doing the uh
2: <laughs> and wins, it's it's nuts, it's nuts. It was, you can't yeah. even make that up. And then remember, I, so
0: he came out on third down, he came back. Remember, they would have been over like, yeah, McSorley tore his knee up. He comes running out right as McSorley tears his knee up on third down. No, fourth and five, fourth and five. He gets Hollywood Brown on that, he's rolling to the right, and Hollywood Brown's wide open in the middle of the field for the 50 yard touchdown. Just
2: well, that's, I mean, if they're down, if we're if we're if the club, if it's close and we're barely up. Jeremy, I just don't think we're going to get it done. No, I just don't yeah. trust Lamar Jackson at the in the final in the final minute or so. So, I'm going to say yeah. um, I'm 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 bleak. I'm going to say um, 21-10, Ravens, um, and like we say every week, hope I'm wrong. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. We shall you see. probably, so that, you, were
0: probably uh, you probably picked with your head and I picked more with my heart, but <laughs> just because yeah. I want it to happen. But I do know. You know what? And if I'm being honest, I do. I just think that Nick Chubb is I think that Chubb and Hunt are going to be tough for them to stop in the right now. So we'll see. We'll see. We got to we'll stay see. ahead.
2: We stay ahead. Jeremy, it's different story. Yeah, move, we got to stay ex- ahead.
0: We, exactly. A L- like,
2: little bit more than a touchdown. And then I'll feel better because I, I don't trust Lamar. And, yeah. And, no, and they're gonna going to be. going. I mean, there's
0: no doubt about it. He is phenomenal, phenomenal. They are never out of a game. This game yep. is ne- never over. They will. Doesn't matter. Twenty-one down in the second half. I still will fill a little yes. bit. You know. And let's some. not be
2: our worst enemy. Our our own worst enemy here. Can we please go back to the basics of football and learn about those damn how not to commit those damn penalties? Oh. It, it is. Did you notice? That killing that was, ourselves.
0: Sorry, I got to throw this one in too. At the game, I'm sure you noticed. As soon as someone would jump off sides, they'd run off the field. Not even look at the sideline. So, then they asked Defansky about it. Malik McDowell and uh, Tommy Togiai both had offsides, and the second they did it, they just started running off the field. And so, they asked Defansky about it. He said, you know, he confirmed yes. that They had said, if you get an offsides, you're out. So, <laughs> so that well, obviously didn't help. Hopefully, they can figure something out No, it out didn't.
2: Here. So, we'll see next week. All right. All right. So, that is it for us here on the Orange is Orange or Cleveland Browns podcast. Uh, we will be back next week dissecting whatever the hell shows up. For the Cleveland Browns. Um, so if you um, like listening to Jeremy and I talk about the the brownies, uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button on Apple. Podcasts. How could you not? How
0: could you I, not?
2: I'm telling you.
0: It's, just uh, it's faces, the premier. the winners I think, here. Look, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm not saying this because it's us. I think it is. I think it's the best, most intelligent Browns podcast out there. So
2: I agree. I Listen mean, up. hey, if we're not going to pump ourselves up, who will? That's right. Right. <laughs> so and, and Jeremy, I'll yeah. always be here. Even if it's just me and you telling each other that all the time. Let's go. Let's
0: go. <laughs> all
2: right. We will see you guys next week. Check us out at Oranges Oranger on Instagram and Twitter and visit us at Pressplaypodcast.com. See you later. Go Browns. Go Browns.